Welcome back to Going on a Tangent Podcast, self-help tips from my around-the-way girl. It's your host, Kiki, and I'm back trying to set season three off right. Today's episode is all about exploring our first love and our real love. Yeah, so we are going to jump right in. If you have been a long time listener, when I say long time, I mean like the last six months of going on a tangent podcast, I'm I'm switching it up season three. So I hope you're ready. You see, I got a nice little tagline, like we we doing it, we doing a bit. So I'm going to jump right in to start off this conversation. I have to have to have to start with talking about our first love. So I feel like the real way to do that is to talk about parts of a first love and it's just like I'm having you know like those bubbles that pop up in tv shows where you're like flashbacks that's what I'm having right now y'all so I think that like first love is a bit of a mess right so I think it's important to talk about like the timing of when we have our first love what it feels like when it's over um and you know to be honest sometimes a first love isn't a real love so let's talk about it so the timing I feel like first loves happen for most people when they're young and dumb like high school or early 20s is when you've like this is when my first love happened right like I feel like you don't really know it's your first love until it's actually over and you've either moved on to another relationship or you've just moved on and you look back and you're like dang I guess that was like the first the first love that I have I guess I guess it was like yeah that was the first and I say this because like when you're young and you still kind of don't know what love is. You might think any relationship that makes it like past three months must be love. Um, but sometimes it's not. And, I, you know, to each his own about how they love. But I feel like, you know, sometimes it's it's more than that. It's deeper than that. But I feel like your first love doesn't always have to be as deep. Um, only because it's like, I'm testing the waters of this love thing, you know, like sharing my feelings with someone else, um, is, can be heavy. And so I feel like if you're in your early twenties and you're like, this is real air quotes that I'm doing here, um, because you're a little bit older than maybe like high school, but at the same time, like how much love did you really experience, um, for you to feel like, you know, this is a real love versus it being like just your first love. Cause like, I don't know, know, early twenties, you're still kind of young and dumb. Um, and I feel like, like when it's over, like Sometimes it's just like you look back and like, oh, okay, you know, this was cute and this was sweet. And I like, I like this person more than I've ever liked anyone else. And so like, this must be my like first love. Um, And so I think it maybe just stands out compared to like your other nonsense relationships. Um, And so it makes it like, oh yeah, this is my first love. As you can see, I'm getting like light and airy because I feel like that's what, that's what first love feels like. Um, so which brings me to talk about like, what does a first love feel like, right? It feels like cute. Like everything is great. What they say, like butterflies in the stomach. Oh my God. I just, 
I just want to be around this person all the time. I just want to talk to them all the time. Um, there's probably like tons of flaws or unrealistic things about this situation, but you're like, this is great. Because it's your first love. You see, like, you know, you've got the, um, what is it called? Like the rose colored lens on where you just like, you just see all the great stuff. Like sometimes you, you just don't even see the person that often, but you're like, we talk every day or, um, maybe you see them every day and it's only for, you know, confined hours of like the school time or, (laughs) um, sometimes it's just, you know, you're in a bubble of, I don't want to say it's unrealistic, but you're just in a very confined space and time in life. And I think in a lot of cases when you're in your, when you have your first love that there's not a whole lot of reality or real things that are taking place while you're living that you have to manage while being in love with this person. Um, it feels like you can like take on the world. It's like Bonnie and Clyde Everything makes you laugh. Everything makes you happy. You talk about everything for hours on end. Like, you know, you're just like, I love this person. You don't even remember what you're talking about, but you're talking to this person for hours on end about everything and anything under the sun because you just want to be in their space. You want them to be in your space. Um, You know, like all the things that love should feel like, I feel like a first love is. It's kind, it's sweet, it's caring, it's loving, it's the honeymoon stage of life. I feel like that's like legit a perfect description of a first love because there's just so much more love than there is drama um, for the most part. And it's just... I don't know. It's just like, like a good thing. You know, it's, it's a nice thing. Um, I feel like your first love feels nice and cute and sweet. And I feel like love, no matter if it's first or not, should have those same components too. But we're going to talk about that when we get into talking about real love, because yeah, that's a thing. So now when a first love is over, like that is the most dramatic thing ever, right? It's like, it feels like the end of the world. You're like, what is life? I can't eat. I can't think or listen to music. I'm sad about everything all the time. It's like being on your period for days. You're just crying or like, you know, I am emotional. (laughs) I'm an emotional person. So it's like, this is the level. And I'm also dramatic. So this is the level of like, oh my gosh, my first love is over. Like, what do I do? Um, How do I move on? How do I live? Just mad dramatic for no reason, of course. Um, But I think because most people, well, I think because most people's time in life when they experience their first love is when you're young and so you're obviously not emotionally like there yet you your emotional intelligence is not at a place that it could be you are expressing love in the way that you've been shown love like through like family or how you were raised you are still trying to figure yourself out and so I think that things aren't all there yet for you to be able to process things appropriately or even depending on how the relationship or the 
love like went and how and why it's over that like you may not be in a place yet to just understand why you're feeling the way you feel or like how did it get to this place um and so you know there's like I think there's always going to be some good parts and bad parts about like ending a relationship, but maybe you're just not at a place yet to process those feelings. And so it becomes quite dramatic. Um, (laughs) At least that's what it could be shown because really it's like, do we know how to get over something like this at this time in life? I'm not sure. I, I know for myself, I didn't. And even, even if I felt like the way that it ended was mature for the time period of life of my first love and don't worry I'm going to talk about that with y'all um but it's like do we know what to do with our emotions probably not um and then you know there's some people that go out and they do crazy things like they hurt people they or they like you know I have to get over this person so I have to be like wild and with a bunch of other people or some people like retract inward and they lock themselves up and they're like I can't love anyone else ever in life um because they're like hurt and that's where we start to practice you know bad um not bad love but that's where bad practices of love start to happen because sometimes you this bad thing happened to me. I don't know how to process it. I don't know how to work through it. And so now my reaction to it is played out in the rest of my life or in other relationships. And it's not appropriate. And it's not the way that you should manage your emotions, but you're young and dumb. Um, you don't know no better or no one is there to guide you. You're kind of just like shooting the shit and talking to your friends like, oh my God, this relationship ended and now I don't ever want to be with somebody again in life or I can't trust people or like nobody wants you know me to be great blah 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 so sometimes it does that too like it can cause you to head into different directions that may not be as best for you because you just really don't know how to process your emotions and so that's not good but I feel like when your first love is over there's like a wave of emotions um and a wave of feelings that people go through in most cases um that I don't know like I think that now that I'm like thinking about it and talking about it that there are probably parts of your first love and how it ended and your reaction to the experience itself that has played out in your other relationships or like you know hopefully you've matured enough and experienced more things to like work through some of those things dang like do I need to check myself um like do do I what crap I probably need to check myself (laughs) because now it's like when you look back at your first love and how it ended, like if you even remember, it's like, I'm probably like, ah, maybe I could, I definitely could have handled that better. Yep. But you didn't know no better at the time. So like, I get that. You ain't know no better. So hopefully you ain't doing nothing crazy, but like, we can't just always blame things on like, you don't know no better, but you know what I mean? Like you actually didn't know no better. So now I have to obviously tell you all about my first love because that only makes sense. Um, Okay, so to break it down in the same way, parts of love. So timing, 
Um, my first love was in high school, of course. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure like what year it was. I want to say either freshman or sophomore year. Honestly, I don't remember, but it was in high school. It was a boy I met through a friend, um, one of my girlfriend's boyfriend friend and he went to a different school from us um and so he had came up to see our mutual friend and I was like oh who's that you know the usual like who's that and let me also like explain like early 2000 in Brooklyn like everybody knows the thing to do was to hang out in front of the train station or in front of your school like not that you didn't see your friends all day long, but maybe you just didn't have the same like break period as them. And so it's like, this is where we hang out. We get something to eat because we about to go home and obviously can't wait to eat dinner. So we get something to eat or a snack or something for the train. We talk for a little bit before we part our ways. Cause like some people would take the train together. Some people would take the bus together. Some people didn't. So you just shooting the shit outside of school. That was like the place to be. And sometimes it was some good things and some bad things to do with that. Anyways, um, and so, yes, he had came up to see our friend and was like, oh, who's this guy, right? Like, his dimples and he's all cute. And that's how we met. And so, at my timing of high school, can tell you already a lot, right? Like, this is... <laughs> the typical young and dumb uh first love experience as you can see and um yes it was all those things but for me it like he was my first love what it felt like it felt like you know happiness joy all at the same time we talked on the phone every day for hours like who knows about what just running our mouths I would fall asleep with like the house phone that's a throwback for you right house phone and it was cordless um house phone and like my books because I was supposed to be doing homework obviously but obviously I did not get that stuff done I would sneak sometimes and be like oh I have to just finish this thing and really I'd be talking to him like on the phone it was ridiculous um I just remember being so excited to hear from him um probably about nothing but you know just that was some butterfly feelings and excitement we didn't see each other often so it was like the phone was solely our relationship um and when we did see each other often um often when we did see each other it was like for the first time like falling back into like every single time because it was like we had to cherish these moments of us being together like yes really really corny and cheesy as you can see um but sometimes it was just like you know just I think the thought of being able to connect with someone solely through conversation because that's really what it was there was like no kind of sex involved or anything but like the guy was a comedian he literally made me laugh non-stop and it was because he would say the craziest things um and that was really what it was a lot of conversation a lot of getting to know each other it felt like young love 
<laughs> if that is a description in any fashion. Um, but yeah, that's exactly what it felt like. And so how did it end? Ooh, I don't exactly remember why it ended. And I don't even remember how long it was. I know it was like definitely some months. I don't know if it was like eight or nine months, but it was definitely like a good amount of time. And we, I want to say it might have been something along the lines of like, I wanted to see him more or we weren't spending enough like physical time and it was I don't know like I can't exactly remember why we broke up but I know it ended and I don't think he wanted it to end and I remember because again this is high school and this is the early 2000s where song association to life is like a legit thing and actually it's probably happening now in life too but I remember that Mariah Carey We Belong Together song came out I think like after we broke up and I was like, I can't listen to this song. Oh my gosh. I know it sounds corny, but y'all know how young love is. It is a whole lot of corny. Okay. And um, <laughs> I just remember that song being like, please stop playing this on the radio. And that song was getting played out. Okay. Played out. And I remember being like sad and I remember like thinking like loving him wasn't enough clearly because you know we broke up and it wasn't like we was doing anything that real but it was like girl come on you know you need to go and do your homework or something but this was one of those cases where I felt like I was in love but I don't think it was something that clicked in the moment until we were like broken up and there's been some space and I look back and I'm like oh okay that was my first love yeah I guess it was when you look at like when you start assessing your other relationships and you're like, uh, I was in like with some of these people. Um, but, you know, this one stood out. This one was yes, this one is the first love. And <laughs> I know that sounds corny and all, but I mean, y'all tell me when you listen to this episode. I want to hear on Instagram, like, tell me about your first love. Is anybody else's first love just as cheesy as mine? Like, is it? It has to be because that's what first loves are about. Like, they're just, you know. Okay, so we have to move into talking about real love. Real love. This is the real stuff. We are grown people. You got to know what real love is. And some people don't. And I'm going to help you out. So... Ah, uh, let's look at it in the same way. So I do think that real love on the outside of like the butterflies and that great feeling that you get from a first love, I feel like real love is all of that, but it's also when you love someone, when you have responsibilities and life experiences. And so real love is not easy at all, but I think you can determine when something's a real love because as an adult, when you gain more experiences, you be, you're able to process not just your emotions, you have figured out what love means to you in the sense of like, how do I want to be loved? What are the ways that I express love what are the things that I need to work on I feel like just life experiences help you grow as a person on a whole which translates over to like how you love people or love someone in a relationship and so I think it makes it a little bit easier to determine what's real love when you have more experiences and so to break down first the parts of real love I think 
We have to talk about loving someone through responsibilities and sacrifices, loving someone when you see all parts of who they are, and when you're willing to love someone when they make a mistake. So those are parts of real love. And some, okay, some. I don't want to hear like, that's not everything. Obviously, we can't go through everything, clearly. Um, And so... I consider loving someone once you see all sides of them as real love because you're not just loving the part of them that they show you, right? Like this isn't scrolling through Instagram. You want to see when they're happy, when they're mad, when they make a mistake, when they had something traumatic happen to them, when they had a loss. Like I think seeing a person in all forms, when you're able to see that and you can comfortably say that I love them through the good and the bad parts of them, like that's real love because I tell you, like, it is hard to love people when you when you do see all sides of them, because sometimes the sides of them are not great. And I'm talking about like healthy, real love, right? This whole conversation is about healthy love people, not loving people through like <sighs> demons that they're battling and you're like going to stick in there. Like, that's not what I mean. Like, you should be able to, like, if you're capable of doing that, great. But make sure you get that person some help, okay? Don't just be loving them and allowing them to be running rampant and not resolving some deeper inner issues that they need to in order to be able to provide you with, like, appropriate, healthy love. That's not what I'm talking about, people. I'm talking about, like, mistakes or bad parts of, like, you are, what is another? Like, we don't communicate well. But that's something that we can work on, right? And that doesn't have to cause a rift between us being able to experience real love with one another. Like, let me just preface this conversation because I don't want people thinking I'm out here supporting craziness. Anyways, yeah, so living with someone is a real test of love because people do some stuff when they are comfortable in their homes okay like (laughs) get to see how they clean or not how they keep and manage their household the things or the places that they go to when they are upset like you just really get to see all sides of a person when you live with them because there's no hiding of much right like like oh we were mad oh this is how we are when we met like we just go into the bathroom and lock ourselves in there until we're ready to come out like you know what I mean like you get to see all sides of a person when you are with them from like morning to night around the clock quarantine like that's how you really get to see and that tells you like you know can I love this person with the sides of them that are not so great on top of the things that I know that they are really great at too. Um, And so I feel like that when you can do that, again, always healthy, that's a real test of real love when you see all sides of them and you're able to say like, I still love you anyways. Loving someone through responsibilities and sacrifices is like seeing all sides of them. Like, can I love you when we both have to work, take care of a kid and a dog and you're driving me nuts? Um, Can you love me when I'm starting a business and I'm stressed out? Can you love someone 
through them sacrificing their time with you and their family because they're trying to build something for you and the family later. Like loving people through responsibilities and sacrifices, I think is rough. I think sometimes it can be even tougher than just loving all parts of a person because you can work through some stuff, right? Like you can work through like, oh, you put your socks on the floor everywhere around the house. Like that's something, a behavior that we can work through versus like, you don't spend any time with me because you work so much. Sometimes that's much harder to overcome and sometimes not supporting someone's dream can be a real deal breaker versus like, I don't like that you pass gas in your sleep. Like, you know what I mean? Like behaviors um, sometimes. It's easier to curve and responsibilities complicates lives like as an individual so being able to love someone when you have responsibilities when you have real things to take care of I feel like that is a test of real love okay because people are adults here and then loving someone when they make a mistake it's a big one too. Now, I don't mean loving someone who cheated on you five times and you let them back into your heart, blah, blah, blah. If that's what you want to do, cool. Not for me. Not never. But I mean, like, when you come into a relationship, you come with baggage. Everyone does. And so working through that baggage to be able to formulate your union and, like, being able to forgive them when they do unintentional harm to you is what I mean by loving someone through their mistakes because forgiveness is a whole nother level in a relationship okay forgiveness is hard and when you can forgive in a relationship I think you can be in a whole nother place and um I think that that's real love forgiving them through the parts of them that you don't love as much or forgiving them through tough sacrifices or strains that might have been put on your relationship now that is a test of real love and now everyone has their limits but I think in a healthy form going back to the healthy form um, I think that it can be real love when you can forgive someone when they've made a mistake because you can recognize in your heart that like I know you didn't intentionally try to harm me um, or I know you intentionally didn't try to do something towards me. It's just we've come across a conflict. And so how do we work through this to be able to continue on this like grand life that we're out here trying to live? And real love is hard. It it just is. It's it's not something that's easy. I think it has great feelings. But I think there's also some like roadblocks and bumps that people don't always talk about. Like real love isn't always going to be rainbows and butterflies. It is going to be hard times. But I think being able to do both the good and the bad is a test of like real love and so when real love ends man this is the end of the world okay when you are done with your first love and you think like oh my god how do I move forward you have no idea so like when you have matured enough to find real love and then if it doesn't work out like for real like you this can feel like the end of the world um, people spend months trying to figure out like, how do I find myself again? Or like any change in life, good or bad, it's like you can try to pull the parts out of the relationship that you can learn from to make changes for the future. And I think that's 
easier to do when you've had more experience and after a real love because you have established yourself on some kind of level. Like I know what I want in life. I know through this relationship, if you can appropriately reflect and see that like, oh, you know, I could have done that better. I probably shouldn't be as argumentative. I like, you know, real per- parts of your personality that comes out when you're in a real relationship. So when it ends, you can make changes for yourself, like you as a person and how you want to be, but you can also make changes for your future loves. And so when a real love ends, I feel like it hurts tremendously, but at the same time, you can learn so much from it. Um, and ultimately, like, I, I don't know who says this or who, who said it first rather, but I love when it's those things of like, you know, when bad things happen to you, to try not to look at them as bad things, but versus like a learning experience. And so like in a, after a real love ends, you learn about yourself, you learn about others, you learn about how you want to be loved, you learn about how you know how to give love. Um, and, you know, I feel like your needs, your wants in the department of love becomes very apparent at the end of a real love. Um And I know I had something close to a real love in the beginning of college, um, but when it finally ran its course, sorry, it just like made me think of this. I, I did turn to myself, like I, I did that turn inward thing and not revert to a place of like, I can't love anyone ever again. No one understands me, blah, blah, blah. But I did like when, once that relationship ended, I did like sit back and say like okay so like what are the things that I did in that relationship that was not good and maybe in the moment I couldn't realize it but now I can step back because I have matured I am now my mid-20s and I can like now turn around and focus on myself and like how do I make me better so that the next time I'm in a relationship that I can be better and I remember after this relationship ended and being able to reflect that I made a promise to myself like next like real relationship like the next one I'm not holding back I'm going to bring my best self to the table um I am going to like let my guard down really get into this relationship like a real adult and really give my all and when I did that I ended up like my next relationship was what, maybe like two years later or a year later, a year and a half later or something of that sort and um, ended up being my husband. And so to talk about real love, of course, um, all these things let me know that <laughs> my description of real love, rather all those things, let me know that like what to me and my husband have is real love um, because we have been through some stuff made it over the hill now we definitely are still like figuring it out you know what I mean because in relationships and in real love there's many hills okay it's not just one hill there are hills okay and there are seasons and I just think that you know parts of our relationship has the first love feel of like you know it's cute it is happiness it is joy is laughter it is genuine love for each other and then 
we also have like you know having to love each other through the parts that are not so nice through like the responsibilities and the sacrifices and you know things that we are going through in life together and still being able to say that the at the core of us is a genuine love and that's what needs to be reflected on the outward in I feel like that that's a thing that we have and that we do and so I think that there are parts of um of a relationship that some something has to happen and it clicks to let you know that like man this man really loves me and when you have those light bulb moments I feel like it's pure and it's genuine and it's a good way to tell that like this this is real love because I know that you'll feel it when it happens you will feel it um and I also want to like lastly compare that like Real love to God. Not that anyone can love you like he does. But if you can find someone that wants to do those same things, right? Wants to protect you, keep you safe, forgives you, wants nothing but the best for you. Willing to love you as you evolve as a person. Can look at you as a human and know you make mistakes. Like that's real love love and if you aspire to have real love and you align your love up with as best as you humanly can with the love that God gives to us I think that you can not only be real love for someone but you can experience real love for yourself so yeah so now let's jump into the next segment so what I'm ranting about this week and this is definitely not anything about no real love, but I actually, well, we'll see because right now and what we have been doing, me and my husband watch um, Married at First Shot, Married at First Shot, really, Married at First Sight. Currently, I think they're on like season 12 or whatever, but my goodness, this show is so much of a hot mess. So it's basically like a pastor, psychologist, and... um relationship therapist maybe uh put together people based on a number of whatever their process is and they get married at first sight and then we watch them for I think it's like eight weeks so two months of the relationship and when it gets to the end of the two months they can decide if they want to um, get divorced or not and so this season is bananas this is a spoiler alert um so far there has been what maybe like five episodes or four episodes and already there's like a random baby um some guy told the girl that he's not attracted to her um there is always like a nerdy couple like the show is slow but it can be good um and so if you have not seen married at first sight do it because it's entertaining and you also think like why the hell do people sign up for this i'd like that every episode we'd be like but why you weren't mar- ready to be married or like you think marriage is a joke marriage is not a joke I'm gonna talk about that in another episode too because marriage is not a joke and if you're really interested in the show like go back to last season which I think is season 11 watch that because that one is comedy I think that has to be my favorite season um don't quote me because I think it's season 11 it's whatever one has like Woody and Miles on it that junk is hilarious so we dip in and out of it sometimes the seasons are good and we watch it through sometimes they draw and we leave it and pick it back up again but if you have not seen Married at First Sight go watch this show because it's hilarious it just is (laughs) 
this is where I wrap up the tangent I've been on all episode and hit you with a good word. So although your first love may have been cute, sweet, butterflies and rainbows, we are on that real love-ish now. We are adults, people. We are adults. So when you're ready to have a real relationship that could lead to real love, dive in explore your feelings, make sure you take the time to reflect on how you emotionally process things, how you give love, how you want to be loved, all those good things, you know, because real love ultimately feels good for your soul. That feels good is good for your soul. And now real love has never been easy and requires real commitment and real work, but the reward is incredible. So I encourage you to like, if you're searching for it or in the midst of it, that you just explore how good real love can be. Okay. So thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hit that subscribe button so you know when a new episode drops. Don't be afraid to leave a review. It helps me know if I'm doing this podcast thing right. And I started a Instagram for this podcast. So make sure you follow this podcast on Instagram at Going On A Tangent Podcast. Okay, y'all. I'm out of here. Talk to y'all later.